0: Well, hey guys, before we begin episode 30 of the My Pursuit podcast, um, I, I just wanted to take just a second to um, apologize and let you know that there was some confusion over the last two episodes, and um, it was my confusion, by the way, and <laughs> I did a terrible job of getting them posted on time, um, partly because of a technical difficulty that I didn't know existed, and so um, I posted episode 29 um, on Friday, the 16th of June, it should have been out two weeks before that. And I didn't know that it wasn't up until I started to get emails from people saying like, uh, what, what's happening? And I had to go look back and find out that, uh, mistakes were made and the mistakes were made by me. So anyway, um, I'm releasing, uh, episode 29 on the 16th and then episode 30 on the 17th. So if you get to episode 30 and you think, Hey, this is the, you know, this right here is episode 30. And if you get to this and think, um, hey, you know, finally Mike has done one, realize you might have missed the 29th. And so um, there's one that you can go back and listen to uh, there as well. So, anyway, sorry about the delay. Sorry about how long that took. And uh, we'll be jumping right into the podcast here. Thank you guys again for listening. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 30 of the My Pursuit Podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm thrilled to be with you guys this morning. Um, it is early, <laughs> as it normally is when I record this, and uh, just as I said episode 30, I was kind of stunned by that because um, I'm just kind of blown away that I've done this 30 times, and uh, I'm really I'm really grateful for this, for the opportunity to do this, and um, for the response that... Um, that I've seen in my own life and, um, and then of course from so many of you who sent me stories or shared with me that this has meant something to you. Um, so I'm really excited to be doing this. Uh, right now we're kind of in the second season of the My Pursuit podcast and what we're doing is uh, we're talking about how to put our faith into action. Um, The series is called Out of Our Minds, uh, because Paul did say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if we're out of our minds, it's for the sake of God, right? If we're in our right minds, it's for you. And um, I'm definitely um, not considered always in my right mind. And and, uh, the podcast, if, if this is the first one that you're listening to, The reason why I do this is simple, um, and what I do is kind of simple. I record the first half of the podcast at the beginning of the week while I'm on my way to work at the beginning of the week, Um, and I do that because I'm a bivocational pastor. Um, I earn my salary outside of uh, the church that I pastor, and I'm the lead pastor of a church, but I earn my salary on the outside of it working Um, Believe it or not, as a manager of a golf course, which is kind of a a silly and weird thing, too. And um, I'm thrilled to be able to do that job because I do love golf. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that. In fact, if you listen to the last episode, um, I recorded the second half of the podcast while I was on the golf course, which is a silly thing. A few of you have told me I did that one time before. I think one time before a few of you told me that you thought it was really kind of fun and, and funny for me to do that every once in a while. I will not do that all the time. Um, but that was a fun thing for me to do. Um, although I do feel like when I do that, I don't, um, I don't get right to the point And I'm very distracted by all the other things in the world that are happening. Um, because I actually really do love golf too. So, And of course you know that. Um, so I record the first half of it on the way to work. On the, on the second half of it, I record it um, on my way home. Because what I do on my way to work is I share with you the scripture that I'm going to stick with for the entire week, the scripture that is um, fueling my devotion and um, I share with you my life application, what I plan to do based on the scripture from the beginning of the week. Sometimes during the week the, it morphs a little bit as I you know, try it and apply it. Um, it morphs a little bit during the course of the week and then um, at the end of the week I share with you just kind of how it went, like what You know, what did I see happen? What differences were there? Um, And I think generally it always uh, morphs because at the beginning of the week, like let's face it, at the beginning of this week, I am, I'm tired um, as I normally am at the beginning of a week. Um, It's not even Monday uh, this week. I actually had Monday off, which was um, really kind of a blessing to have a day off after a real long uh, stretch of like consecutive busyness kind of days. Um, nice to have a day off. And uh, so I'm, I'm recording this um, on actually Wednesday morning. I didn't have an opportunity to record it yesterday morning because of uh, some other things I was thinking about and working on, although I was doing my devotion. And uh, so it's actually Wednesday, so I'm recording this a little bit later in the week. And um, I'll also share with you that I feel awful that I have not yet uploaded, uh, as of Wednesday morning, I have not yet uploaded um, the podcast from last week. And that comes from a couple technical glitches, which I have more and more of as I use my, uh, little program that I use to edit these things together. And, um, so hopefully I'll be able to get that finished tonight. And, um, I've left myself a note to remind myself tonight after I get back to, to do that. But anyway, um, sorry about the length of that intro. Um, I want to share with you a little bit about what's going on and what I'm kind of thinking through because we are in Colossians chapter 4, at least that's where I am right now. Um, got through a week last week of finishing up Colossians chapter 3 where we were thinking about, um, you know, when Paul talks pretty specifically about gender roles inside of marriage and then he talks about, um, he talks about slavery and I mean, at least those are a couple of things that stick out in our mind. And I shared with that on on Sunday, and what I shared in that was that um, I am not a believer that when Paul talked about gender roles in marriage, his goal was to, like, talk to men and say, men, you're supposed to be in charge, and women, you're supposed to be subordinate. Rather, God's desire from the beginning of all time was that men and women would be united, that there was unity, you know, for this reason... Uh, a man will leave his mother and father Be united with his wife and they'll become one flesh, right? Genesis chapter 2 um, that, that God's goal was never for one to be in charge And one to, you know, be quiet God's desire was that they would be a team And, and so that's been kind of the focus of the, the last few days In my mind has been that kind of teamwork in marriage Teamwork in the family And what that could bring to your family how they could bless your family but Paul takes another step as he uh, almost starts wrapping up the book of Colossians over the next few verses, and we're just kind of stick with the first few verses of uh, chapter four. And what really sticks out to me is he says, um, "Pray for an opportunity." He, he says, um, "Pray for for us to have opportunities to share the gospel." And then his next part of this statement, I think, was was really interesting because. He says to pray for those opportunities, and then he says, that's why I'm in chains. And um, such an interesting thing, because, you know, here's Paul beforehand um, going on journeys to share the gospel. I mean, going and planting churches in Ephesus and Corinth and these places. He's gone a long way to do it. And now he says, you know, pray, pray for, you know, these opportunities to share the gospel. He said, that's why I'm in chains. And it should seem to us, and I think there should be a little bit of a paradigm there, because it should seem to us that here's Paul, you know, in prison. He doesn't have the opportunity to share the gospel. But he says, no, 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 this is my opportunity. And it becomes clear that wherever Paul is, whatever circumstance he's in the middle of, he believes that there's something that causes him to be able to, in that circumstance, to make that his opportunity to share the gospel. And that's what I find fascinating about this scripture is that obviously as he's in chains he has less freedom over who he can see and who he will see, but the people that he does see and the opportunities that he has are are not necessarily dictated by him, they're dictated by, you know, the people who are now in authority over him and in charge over him. And he starts to look at life a little bit differently, like I'm not traveling to share the gospel, I'm in chains. And the people who I'm in chains around, those are the ones who I will share the gospel with. And I love that he sees that as his opportunity. That wherever I am, it's an opportunity to share the gospel. But the next, uh, the next couple of verses, I think, what are, are what really make that important, because his thought there, it doesn't, it doesn't just stop with you know that's why I'm in chains. He says something about and it, forgive me for misquoting this as I'm driving um, but he says something about you know live your life among the unbelievers or the non-believers live live your life um, so that you make the most out of every opportunity right and and that's his thought and he, he says something about making your conversations um, how, how do you say it? gracious, so I think the New Living Translation may have said "gracious, gracious and attractive," um, so that there so that there is some sort of response. So that this is your r- response, you know, and and I thought that that was really interesting. That that's that's Paul's way of looking at it. Like, if you aren't always in control of all the opportunities, which you and I aren't, right? If we work a full time job. You're not in a position to always dictate who am I talking to, who am I around, right? You are you are around the people that your boss has hired to be around you. And Paul's thought is: while you're around those people, make sure that your conversations are gracious and attractive. Right? And and I, I love that thought. That we can we can be the ones who somehow make those conversations more, more gracious and that we bring, you know, something that makes the gospel attractive into those conversations. Um, I was thinking of it this last week because, you know, obviously working in a golf course, there was all this news this week about Tiger Woods and he, um, he received a a DUI last week. It was like in the headlines of everything. So you probably saw that even though you're not plugged into the golf world as much as I have, as much as I am. But um, that became a big conversation. And obviously, there's a lot of people who look at stuff like that, you know, when a celebrity, uh, when a celebrity falls. You know, when, when uh, somebody who's you know, been raised so high falls, they, they have a great distance to fall, don't they? And, and um, with this latest news from Tiger Woods, it just seems that everybody's first response is to you know, in some way, make fun of it, make light of it Um, in some way, almost celebrate the fact that this guy has made some mistakes. And I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that he has. Um, But, you know, I was forwarded an article in the middle of the week by a friend who um, the article was so gracious and it brought grace in the middle of that conversation where the article said, you know, what are we doing as we make fun of stuff like this? You know, what What are we doing as we um, as we look at these kind of things and, and we laugh at them and, you know, we celebrate the fact that celebrities are, are falling? Um, and the author of the article, and I don't even remember at this point if the article was a Christian-based article, but the author, whether or not it was for a Christian reason, was very gracious in his response where he said, you know, Obviously, this guy's life is under the microscope, and if ours was under the microscope, how many times would we get hammered for dumb things that we say or um, awful things that we do, right? If our life was that much under the microscope, you know, we would be the subject of a lot of ridicule and criticism. And and um, let's be honest, our lives aren't under the microscope because we're not that famous, but. If, if we were that famous, if we did have the same, you know, financial opportunities and the same lifestyle opportunities that a, a celebrity would have, how much more would we be tempted to do wrong things? And, and the guy was just basically saying, you know, get some perspective over this. You know, let's, let's look at the fact that this is a real human being who's struggling through a, a real thing that you and I would quite likely struggle through something similar, or we would have, you know, far sooner than that, um, had it been us in that position. If the microscope was on us, you know, what would others be seeing and saying about our life? And, and, you know, that that article was such a good reminder that that it's important to have grace in conversations. And uh, so last week I even had a couple of circumstances where, you know, that conversation came up about Tiger and... You know, I, I just kind of, my first reaction was, you know, it, it's real. It's a real sad thing. It's a real bummer, you know, and, and to try to bring perspective on it, to try to be gracious to Tiger, but also to say, you know, look at how many people make, you know, weird choices or bad choices, you know, and, and he has obviously the opportunity to make a lot more. And I, I don't know, it was just, to me, that, that was a very needed thing. And, um, sorry, as I struggle with allergies, as I'm recording this, by the way, I feel like I'm kind of honking and snorting as I, as I'm talking through this. But, um, I just wonder, you know, what, what could we do to have conversations during this week that are, that are grace filled conversations that are attractive conversations that cause people to want to dive deeper into what we think and, and to what we believe, you know, and And cause people to get closer to the gospel rather than repelled from it. I mean, as you see Christians react to things like this and judge somebody based on it, um, notice how ungracious and unattractive that always ends up looking. Um, In fact, that always seems to become one of the first reactions that people have towards Christians during these days, is that they're so judgmental, right? They're so arrogant, and, uh, you know, it, I, it's definitely something that's on my mind to think about, you know, how, could, how can I put myself in the position um, to, to share the gospel and, and to share the gospel a lot, a lot better and, and um, to share the gospel with the people that I'm around. And so that's the goal of my week is to figure out how can I be, how can my conversations, the conversations that I enter into, how can those be uh, gracious and attractive um, in, in order to, to aid in sharing the gospel with others. So um, that's kind of the goal at the beginning of the week for me. I already had a little opportunity um, kind of yesterday that I'll share more about with you at the end of the week. Um, but that's, that's kind of where it's at for the day. Um, as, far as, the, as, as far as the question of the day goes... I have to admit that I did not have a question asked this week, and um, I also have to admit that as I'm recording this, I um, I wrote down a question that was asked of me on uh, on Sunday that I thought was uh, that I thought was very fascinating, and so um, I was forgetting that. But uh, here, here's here's the gist of the question. The gist of the question was um, why is it? And this this goes back to what we were talking about last week. Why is it that um, over the centuries since the time of Jesus, the church really has gone in the direction of? And remember, we're talking about the end of Colossians chapter three, where Paul says, "Wives submit to your husbands." Um, And and I obviously spoke on Sunday and said um, that God's goal in our marriages is unity, and not you know it's not about headship or it's not about who wears the pants in the family. And the question was, Mike, why if that's you know what? what God's desire for marriage is why has the tradition of the church ever since the beginning of the church been that women would be subordinate to men why is that always kind of been in there and why do so many churches still preach that when they have the opportunity to preach about unity and I want to be clear um there's there's some churches that take things like that very very literally um Uh, instructions from Paul, they'll take very, very literally, and they'll say, okay, it says women submit to your husbands. In fact, there's some churches that will take other things that Paul says where where Paul talks about women and says that, um, you know, women are to, you know, dress and look a certain way, you know, And, and you see these churches where, you know, you pull up to the church and they've got dresses down to their ankles and they've got, you know, hair that it seems that they never cut and it's super long and they're not allowed to wear makeup. Um, and I'm not just saying just on, on women. There's stuff like that for other people in the church. Um, you know, your conversation could ask, you know, actually be about that as well. You know, why, why does God seem... Uh, or why, why does it seem that the church has been okay with that for centuries and has never got to the point where they've seen, you know, this equality that God called the church to? And I have to admit, um, that's that's a really good question. And part of me goes back to, you know what, sometimes it's easier to be a little selfish with what we read there. And when men are in charge with the interpretation of Scripture, a lot of times it's easier for men to say, of course, women should be subordinate. They should be submissive to men and do what we say. That's their role inside the church. Um, Of course it is, because the Bible says it. And of course it's easy to say that when men are the ones who benefit from it. But I will always say this. If you're going to take things like that literally and apply things like that and hold people to that application literally, how is it that we're not able to take the words of Jesus literally when He talks in the Sermon on the Mount about turning the other cheek, going the extra mile, right? Loving your enemies, the actual action of, of loving your enemies. Why why are we not willing to be literal with that, but we're much more willing to be literal with something that... Um, you know, lifts up one person in a marriage and puts down another person in a marriage. Why? Why is that the case? And I think that's a very interesting question. And and I think obviously it comes down to, you know, we're we're much more comfortable to be um, to be selfish. We're much more comfortable to be served. We're less comfortable to be the ones who do serve and to give up some of our own authority and power um, for the sake of what God is doing. And isn't that really what? What Paul was calling us to in Colossians. Isn't that what Peter calls us to in his letters where he he talks about wives submitting and he talks about slaves obeying their master? The point in doing that was so that they could share the gospel with their spouse or they could share the gospel with their boss or their master um, and the people around them. And and of course that's where the scripture today goes to as well. um, That we would have those opportunities because of how we live among others. Because of our um, you know, gracious and attractive conversation That we could have among others So um, I want to challenge you this week Figure out a way to make your conversation Gracious and attractive um, What kind of great conversations can you have With, uh, with friends uh, What kind of conversation can you have Around um, unbelievers Or pre-believers Or whatever you choose to call them um, that, that could really uh, That could really make What you're talking about attractive Um, How can we have those conversations with a little bit more depth and uh, a lot less, um, you know, profanity or a lot less of, you know, the worship of today's culture inside of it. So anyway, that's the challenge this week is to dive into that. Um, I'll be back with you in moments for you, um, days for me. And I'll share with you how that's going this week because I'm excited to share uh, some of that. But anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I will do my best to have a fantastic week and uh, we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Hey everybody! Well, I'm back, and it is the end of the week, and um, oh, it's been uh, it's been a long day, and I'm driving home in the dark. I got to work this morning in the dark, so um, we're almost at the summer solstice. I think that's what it's called, right? Uh, my brain's a little bit fried right now because I am tired, um, but that that tells you how long this this day was. I was um, involved with organizing a tournament. You don't care. Um, just at the golf course that I, that I manage. And I was, I've just been there from well before sunrise to now well after sunset. So anyway, um, let let me kind of tell you a little bit about my thoughts going into this. And, and I probably have too many thoughts. I'm going to try not to jump around too much, but there's one thought I I do know that I want to end on today. And um, so I'll see if I can kind of land the plane a little bit there. So Anyway, um, if you were going to ask me, um, you know, as as I was walking to the car and I was thinking about what am I going to say as I record the second half of this podcast at the end of the week, what am I, what am I going to say about uh, how I did at living out? Um, the application of the devotion that I shared with you. And the devotion kind of morphed and shaped into my mind a little bit. And I, was, I, th- I think I kind of shared a little bit of, of that with you earlier in the week when I recorded the first half, um, that it was something that was continuing to morph in my mind. And what it was, what it was trying to morph into was that, you know, obviously Paul in the scripture is, is saying um, that he has an opportunity to share Christ with others and he prays he he asks others to pray for him to have that opportunity, and he's like talking to them about their opportunity to share Christ with others, and um, and in it he even says um, he 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 glorifies his chains. He says like I I have this amazing opportunity because of my chains. He kind of goes into saying which which I think is really unique because you'd think uh, like how. With your chains, are you able to share more of the gospel? And of course, where that's gone in my mind a little bit more this week is that you know here I am. And, 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 okay, this is and this is personal, and I, I don't know how you're going to apply this thought, but this is kind of where my mind is. Here I am a person who's moved from being somebody who is full time um, in the in the ministry, like working full time around Christians and around churches, um, and now I'm, I'm to the point where I work a full-time job outside of the church as well as, you know, I was coaching the golf team. You've heard that and all that. So you, you, you know what I, what I do. And anyway, um, it's interesting to me that here I am with, you know, so much less time during the week that's available to just be the pastor, you know, um, to have like all my free choice time, obviously, you know, for, the majority of 40 or 50 or more hours a week, um, my schedule is completely dictated by my job. And um, I, I don't know if I share this with you, but it's, it's been kind of funny that now that the high school golf season has ended and I thought, oh, I'm going to have so much more free time, like now the high school season's done, everybody in the world wants a golf lesson from me, which is funny and cool because it is like some good extra income. To, uh, to do lessons on the side, but like every single day this week, I've had um, like four lessons after work. It's been craziness, um, but also it's been a cool thing, but I have not had more time. But a- anyway, what, what's interesting to me is that the shock of reading Colossians chapter four right there at the beginning is that Paul says something about, you know, he has these opportunities because of his chains. And that's kind of a shocking thing. Like, you're in prison. How do you have more opportunities? Um, I would tell you the same thing. That now that I'm not only full-time inside the church and I'm working full-time outside of the church, it would sound like I have less opportunity. You know, you're, you're a pastor less of the time, Mike. How, how do you have, you know, how, you know, did, you, have you just given up all your opportunities for ministry? Well, no. Um... Being outside the church more has given me clearly in my mind more opportunities for ministry, which in my life has led to more growth than at any other time in, in my own life, more spiritual growth. And that's that's really kind of thick on my mind this week is that the more I, I realize that even while I'm at work, and there's definitely some constraints about being at work, constraints of who I can talk to, where I can go, what I can do. Um, even though I do have those restraints on me, I have a lot of freedom inside of that structure to do ministry and to minister to people and to love people and to share the gospel you know, through relationships in my own way. That's powerful to me. And, um, that really spoke to me this week. So if you're asking me how I did, as far as like, did you, you know, get in all these great conversations, share the gospel a bunch this week, there's a part of me that's a little bit disappointed because even though, yeah, there were a couple conversations that I, I tried to steer towards more depth and I'll, I'll give you kind of a, um, play by play on, on, one of those in a minute. Um, I also kind of look back the week and go, there were times where I definitely didn't do it. Times where I definitely... I, I don't want to say that I wasn't listening to the Holy Spirit. I, I just want to say I was so... so full of other things going on, I guess would be the best way that I could share that. Um, that I, I um, struggled with, um, with those opportunities and with seeking them out. But early in the week, and I, I alluded to this when I was recording, um, it, I kind of recorded the first part in the middle of the week ish. Um, and, uh, I don't even remember what day now, but, um, I did have a cool example of this where, um, I was, I was giving a golf lesson and, and, uh, at, at the end of the golf lesson, and by the way, as I share about the, like giving a golf lesson, don't, I hope that you're not hearing that and going, "Well, I don't give golf lessons, so this doesn't apply to me." You know, maybe this would be a, something that I could use or something I could do if I did golf lessons. Well, no, no, you don't do golf lessons, but but you instruct others or you work with others in, in other ways where you could very much do what I what I'm about to share. But anyway, was given this golf lesson and um, was was working with uh, the guy that I was given a lesson with. And this is a guy that it strikes me that I really, I enjoy being around this guy. He's a retired guy, just a super nice, kind guy. And there's nothing besides his demeanor or attitude that would cause me to think that maybe he knows Jesus. In fact, um, because of just how laid back and easygoing he is with everybody, there's a big part of me that that goes, I I don't believe that he's a very involved Christian, if he calls himself one, Um, because he's not very uptight around others, he's um, not judgmental at all, like most of the guys that are his age that are um, outwardly Christian, um, they're outwardly Christian in a judgmental way. And anyway, I really enjoy this guy. And so, while I was giving this lesson, the Holy Spirit was kind of... I I just kind of felt an impression from the Holy Spirit. Like, drive this conversation a little bit, Mike. You know, um, see where this goes. And so, at the end of the lesson, he said, Hey, Mike, I had a really good time. And and I just... That was my only opening. And so, all I did was I said, You know what, man? Um, So did I. I. I really had a good time. And I want you to know... I really enjoy spending time with you. And and I enjoy the conversations that we have. And I said, and I want you to know, like, it's a pleasure to be around you. And I know a lot of other people who I work with and who we work with and who we're around a lot of the time who think the same thing of you. And I I just want you to know that. I want you to know that you come across as a very kind, um, just just a real nice guy. And so that's all I, that's kind of all I blurted out with. But as I said that, that obviously meant a lot to him. He obviously is a person who values being seen and, 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 and being known that way by, by somebody else. Cause he, he is trying that and I don't know what caused him to try it. And I'm going to drive that conversation deeper in the next week to say, why are you like, what makes you like the kind of guy that you are? Um, and I'm really hoping to get into that conversation, but that's just an example of taking a conversation a little bit deeper where that, the conversation did get us into talking about, you know, being gracious and kind to others. And I didn't have the opportunity because the conversation got kind of a little bit shorter. I didn't have the opportunity to go further with it, but I even think maybe that's a cool thing that we had the beginning of that conversation. And then in, in our next lesson or next conversation that I get to have with this guy, um, I get to go a little bit deeper into that and, and seek out the reasons why and see what's going on in his life. And, you know, perhaps he'll ask me a little bit about what drives me or, you know, maybe that input will be there. I don't know. Um, so I had, I had that opportunity. I had another opportunity. It was again with another person that I was spending, spending some time with giving a lesson where, um, he actually shared with me how he's, um, dealing with an illness that's actually supposed to be a terminal illness. And, you know, he was sharing with me how he has to deal with the thought of death, like, quite often. And um, he's been told many times by doctors over the last six years that he could, you know, only have a couple months to live if the cancer that he has metastasizes and, and gets worse. Um, but so far, it hasn't, and he sought out treatment for it. But, um, you know, it, I started to ask him about, like, how does that cause you to live differently? And that conversation got driven a lot deeper, and I did find out that he does have a relationship with Jesus, Um, and, you know, he was sharing with me that that's something that he wants to grow in, and so I've even taken the opportunity to kind of invite him in deeper into my life, to even invite him to church and say, you know, if if you want to be involved with some people who I I really think are growing, you know, come on over, and um, he really sounded serious about giving it a try, and I I thought it was a pretty cool thing, so... Anyway, those are a couple examples, but let me kind of let me let me kind of land the plane here this week because as I was um, leaving work and walking toward the car, knowing that I was going to be recording this, um, I was frustrated with the end of my day, and the reason why I was frustrated I was frustrated today because I didn't get an opportunity this day to have any kind of in-depth conversations with anybody really because there were so many people today so many people and like i was coordinating with this tournament and there were you know there's well over a 100 people well i i think i probably if i were to guess how many people i interacted with like and had to have a conversation or some sort of transaction with today um i would say it was it was probably right around 200 people and um And I know that's a lot. And so obviously with that many people in a day, there's not the opportunity to drive much deeper in any of those. So I was feeling a little frustrated about that because I knew, you know, like it drives me during the week and during, you know, a Saturday to go, I know I'm going to record the end of this, you know, this podcast at the end of the day. And, um, you know, what will I be able to say about today? Here's what frustrated me, and here's what kind of got my mind cranking a little bit. Um, At the end of the day, probably, I'm going to guess, and I'm not kidding here, um, the last 50 people that I dealt with today, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say 42 of them, and I'm just throwing out this number, 80% of those people were intoxicated or high. And that might shock you a little bit, you know, because I I work at a golf course. I thought that people at the country club, you know, weren't like that. No, this isn't a country club. It's a public golf course. And in the afternoon, on the weekend, there are a lot of people who drink. And this is Washington State. And there are a lot of people who smoke weed. A lot. And by the way, retired people smoke a lot of weed. A lot. They all go to the weed store because... They've all been convinced, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that they're wrong about it. They've all been convinced that like every ache and pain that they have can be helped by marijuana, and maybe they're right. I don't know. I've never tried it. I don't have the experience to tell you if it really is this wonder drug that people make it out to be. I do know for sure. No, I don't know for sure. But I, I am a hundred percent like certain that. The people who post about marijuana cures cancer and the the US government is hiding that fact, those people are silly and that's not true. There's no way that that's true. But anyway, I digress, right? So anyway, I'm dealing with a lot of these drunk and high people at the end of the day. And it was on my mind to have this desire to want to go into deeper conversations. But when you're around people who are drunk or high, obviously your conversations like... Aren't just surfacy, like, let's talk about the weather kind of conversations. They're surfacy in, like, I have to treat a grown adult like a three-year-old so that he doesn't, like, hurt himself or others around him. You know, like, I, I end up being a, 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 a goalie for humans is how I see myself um, when I'm dealing with these people. And and that is, like, like drunken high people, that's, that's kind of how you feel. And... I'm not throwing a big judgment on people who, like, smoke weed or whatever. Like, if if you've got a, a problem that, like, this is the right drug for, you know, fine, great, that's, that's good. Um, but when you do it recreationally and you cause me to be your caretaker, um, it frustrates me. And it frustrates me greatly that... People who are drunk and high Even though they think they're having a, a thoughtful conversation with you Are actually just blurting out Sentence fragments Not making much sense And being dopey And that's, that's how it was At the end of the day But here's what it caused me to think It is noticeable How few people When they're drunk or high Want to have a real And a decent conversation like they want to talk about stupid stuff, um, dopey stuff, or or whatever. It's not deep. It's certainly not spiritual. It's certainly not the kind of thing that I really want to talk about to get to you know life's issues here. What I what I feel is that that's kind of how our culture is anyway right now. There there is something that's infected us. Something that's somewhat intoxicated people right now that causes them to um really be distracted away from anything of depth and substance and i hate to sound like like the old guy and the buzzkill to everyone but i've got to tell you um there are so few circumstances where people um, who are smart, wonderful people, want to actually be and, and are actually in thoughtful, deep conversations about life, the things of life, the things that really matter, rather than just the weather or like your next golf shot or whatever. And um, there's something that has intoxicated our culture away from those things. And I can take a lot of stabs at what that is. Um, But, you know, I I can make fun of of smartphones and people's addiction to them, and people are. You make fun of social media and the addiction that's going on there, and it's real. Um, But when it comes down to it, um, the lack of of desire to go into an in-depth conversation... I think certainly does revolve around our own distractedness um, and our own selfishness. Although, I, I've got to tell you, I selfishly want to be in deep conversations. I selfishly crave that. So it's not just selfishness. It's, it's a selfish distraction into worldly things that, um, that we are going into by default in our world right now. It's the easiest distraction. It's everywhere and everything is distracting us from what is real and what is meaningful. Look at your news feed. Look at your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed and see what people are going on and on about. Um, The latest pronouncement of what you did for the last hour of the day, your latest Snapchat, your latest tweet where you took a picture of your meal is nothing but a distraction and an excuse to talk about something that, yeah, you may be in a really cool looking hamburger, but like how long can we talk about your hamburger? You know, let's talk about, let's talk about how we feel about life and let's talk about what's going on and let's, let's talk about what we think God might be doing Let's talk about, I mean, if, if, you're, not, if you're not like jesus yet, right? Let, let's just talk about what's going on spiritually. Let, let's talk about what's going on in the minds and hearts of people that's causing them to live the way that they live and think the way that they think. Those are the kind of questions that I'm interested in. Those are the kind of questions that, that lead to depth in conversations. And you guys, I just have to tell you, everything in our world is distracting us from that. Every political rant, all of that is distracting us from anything of depth. And so I, I've got to tell you, at the end of this week, the one thing that I am just extremely convicted by is that we have to be the people who seek out opportunities to live deeply, to share deeply, to think deeply, to want to share those things, to, to ask deep questions. Um, in fact, that's one of the things that I really found this week as well, is that if you if you really want to draw truth out, if you really want to invest in somebody, the best way to do it is to ask them questions about themselves, and when you ask them the questions about themselves, the coolest questions that you can ask, I'm sharing this tomorrow morning by the way, um, which will be yesterday if you listen to this on the day that I hopefully release it, um, um, the deepest question that you can ask a person is why you know to not just say like what do you do where do you go you know what's what's going on with you but to then go like why do you think what you think why why do you feel how you feel why why is this the thing of course not in an accusing way but just in in a curious way people are dying to answer that why question and there are so few people who are asking it there are so few people who are interested in um in in getting to those places in conversations and relationships um, that it's causing the lack of depth. I would love to know your thoughts on this. I would love to know if there's other cultures in the world that maybe are um, less distracted by social media, smartphones, um, and all the other political junk that's going on. Um, I'm wondering if there's other cultures in our world that could be a perfect example of people who Um, Share deeply I would love to know what that is If I had more time today I would have researched that And I would tell you about it But I don't So I can't But anyway um, That's kind of where it ends up with me Um, How can you be in deep relationships And deep conversations um, Where you do get into intimate conversations Asking the why questions Wondering those things about each other That's my challenge for you at the end of the week Hope you got something out of it Hope you had a great week I'm looking forward to talking to you at the beginning of next week. So um, until then, have a fantastic week. Take care.